And we are recording, actually. And yay. Okay, so hey, you can hear me. I can hear you. Yay. Yay, and we're great. So, uh, welcome to the uh, another Dovecast. This is me, Dove. And I'm talking to uh, Madaleo of the now Jersey Rope, uh, Jersey Rope Experience or Experiment. I always forget Jer- the two. Jersey Rope Experiment. It's Jersey it's Rope the, Experiment. Okay. Yes, it's the always been Jersey Rope Experiment. It's just okay. the me of it now, I guess. <laughs> so, so hello, people out there and the whole internet listening to Dove. Lucky yeah. people. <laughs> yes, us, us weird people who, who do weird things and, and say weird things to people. Yeah. So yeah. how how do you, uh, I know Christian started the group and um, how are you, uh, you having fun running it so far or how many class I mean I haven't been out there in a while so how uh, how many things have you done since you took it over? Oh geez, well um, basically I want to say roughly five to six months ago. Um, uh, Christian David's uh, basically, I mean, he was he still he was still involved and still is in some sense involved in Jersey Rope Experiment, um, but uh, stepped down as running it, and basically a whole board runs it now. So we have five mm. people on the board, and um, we basically have running the events. Uh, I have the honor, I guess, of being somewhat a face of of it as in i often run the meetings though there are several people who um are involved in running it so so you're not actually the de facto leader but you're sort of the facto leader no yeah i'm I'm definitely not the leader because um (laughs) i do not like organizing stuff organizing stuff is a pain in the in the butt (laughs) so i like to get all the credit and uh while doing less of than all of the work, which is, I think, a good plan. You know, I, I'm I'm all there actually. I've ha- having been a four-year board member for Tess and their, their original webmaster and a lot of other weird stuff. Yeah, I, I'm kind of and then Shabari kind. I'm I'm kind of like you know, yeah, organizing things. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, it, g- it gets a little bit much after a while. Um, yeah, you know, and and basically how it works with the board right now is we are pretty lucky where um, everybody's talents work well to what they bring to the board uh like for example um uh wicked blue glow my girlfriend Mm -hmm. i mean she's very good at organizing things and she organizing it organizes really well use those words yes yes sort of there's a little bit of a stutter It, it is sunday night you know um and um anne marie um is really good uh at uh putting together flyers mm-hmm. and doing graphic design and sort of a really good creative mind for the process. Um, and 10, 10 is, is good at getting the word out because mm-hmm. she knows a million people and, and people are interested in her life and want to follow her while they don't really want to follow my life because it's pretty boring <laughs> and I'm not a hot chick. Yeah. Um, you just lose her. It's okay. Yeah. We'll still yeah, interview you. Exactly. And, and, um, and the last board <laughs> member is, is a uh, black shepherd and, and he's really great in, um, getting a lot of the organization stuff as well together because that's basically too big a job for one person mm-hmm. um and you know everybody and and basically i'm good at uh being loud at the meetings and sort of trying to keep <laughs> people on task and uh and teach when there's no one to teach or you know if i feel like teaching something or you know and and sort of you know bringing the, the presenter aspect to the meetings which um We've, we've done recently. Um, basically how the Jersey Rope experiment started, it was, it was totally freeform. Um, and I know you know because you, you, you've came to early meetings and sort of medium <laughs> in 
yeah. in our history meetings. Um, kind of help things start. Yes, exactly, which is very appreciated. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was basically actually up until the time that the board took over, um, there never was really a set presenter. There was, you know, awesome people who would come to the meetings and would show stuff like yourself, like Murphy Blue. Um, Lookout came during a meeting when he was yeah, actually yeah. uh, was in the East Coast. Um, you know, uh, Claire, Adams, uh, sorry, Claire Adams and Damon Pierce, they, they came to a meeting as well, as well as uh, Sid Black from from uh, many different bondage uh, websites. And, you know, we had lots of people who were qualified to teach and would teach stuff when they mm -hmm. were there, and people like Rigor J as well. But, um, you know, there never was a clear, this is the topic we're going right. to go over during the meeting. And we've actually um, had a lot of success, in my opinion, and the numbers prove it by, by having, by, uh, you know, while keeping the freeform methods that we we love um, active, also sort of bringing in a little bit more structure and bringing in presenters. Right. Uh, like we we had um, we had Rough Mercies come in and do a presentation on his anti bondage, and that mm -hmm. went really well. And we had we had um, uh, we had um, Ariella from Philadelphia come and do a decorative weaving th um, lesson, and we've had actually a. Uh, a doctor of physical therapy right. from from the Philly area come in and do a presentation about rope anatomy and safety, um, and just like it, sure. the me meetings seem to have, you know, it, it's it's a way to get more people out there, and then we also have our time to sort of do what we want in funness and rope, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, I mean, one of the nice things I, I like about, I mean, I did, you know, came out to a lot of the early stuff and everything whenever I could get a chance is that um, it has gone to a board structure. Uh, one of the big problems when you're setting up any kind of event, uh, whether it's a, a local event, small event, you know, is, you know, you, you have that, there's that crisis point where the founder leaves, you know. And if right. the founder did not set up, you know, a, 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 um, a survival path for, right. the, for the group, or if there isn't anybody there to pick up the, uh, pick up the reins, you know, unfortunately, good things tend to disappear really fast. So right, the, the fact right. that you guys, you know, actually, this is the first time we've actually had a chat, talk, talk about it in a long time. And the what you just told me, I really like the fact that it's, you know, you have the, you know, a group. So it's not any one person. And, you know, it, it's, you know, you're not, you're not beholden to the cult of personality. Although, you know, every, there is always a cult of personality one way or another. But yeah. it, it's good that if, if you were to leave or anything would happen, it would keep going, and I remember when you know, I remember talking to Christian about it in the past, and I've said the same thing to a lot of people because uh, they do have a lot of experience helping set up a lot of events and, and uh, you know class structure type type things. That you really you know why are you there? You know you have to like what you're doing, and getting people involved is the important right. thing. And at some point right. you have to let go in order to make something survive. You don't let go, you know, things tend to collapse inwards and, and disintegrate, which is never good. Right. Well, and then and recently, uh, Christian and his slave have actually moved. And mm -hmm. if they didn't move, um, I mean, if I'm sorry, if they didn't create a board before they moved, you know, what would happen? And I think that was one of the reasons why, the, uh, you know, he sort of stepped down and uh, asked us to create a board because um, he was going to be around. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good reason. They, they, they planned to move for a while. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that, you know, while sometimes too big of a group trying to lead, lead a, I mean, too big, big of a, 
too many decision makers trying to lead a group sort of leads it to be all muddled. Right. I think, you know, uh, a small group that sort of has a, a common idea in mind just makes it easier because, sure. you know, literally, I don't know, unless you can, unless you're independently wealthy and can devote your whole, <laughs> you know, your whole existence to something like this, you know, none of us have time. And, and sometimes, you know, there, there's been months where it's even been hard for the board to get everything together when it's a bunch of different people. If it's, if it's on one person, I mean, he, you know, I was asked, uh, you know, I was asked if I wanted to, to run Jerry and not, and, and I said, no, Sorry, yeah. well, I, I, I ran a rope group already, and I don't have the time for right. it. Well, I mean, it, one of the things, like I said, is is um, you know, do you, do you have enough people who are interested? And evidently, a there you do you guys do, and mm-hmm. b you know everyone thought about it, and that's the important part. Um, and, right. and like I said, that's a good thing. It, it, it's I've seen it I've seen too many times where, like I said, it a, a Group kind of implodes, but you know. So who uh, who 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 big do you have? What names do you have coming up on on JRE's roster? As I sort <laughs> repeat myself there repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. repeatedly. <laughs> well, is, is this the department of um, redundancy department? I did. Um, excellent. <laughs> or or okay. funny walks. I'm not sure which. I'm sitting down. It right. makes it even weirder. Right. Right. Well, well, actually, um, for our next meeting, I'm actually I'm really excited for it. Um, uh, I'm excited for all meet all the meetings we have, but this one in particular is something that a presenter who's who I have seen many times, and this presentation I've seen many times and, and uh, participated in. It's super awesome. Um, we actually have on the 24th of July, which is in uh, two weeks from today. Uh, well, when this comes out, probably not two weeks from today, but two weeks from the Sunday that we're talking at, we have Rigger J um, from Boston coming. Um, and do and uh, running his rope games, which are Ooh. a ton of fun. <laughs> they are. Um, and this actually is um, J- Jay's experimenting a little to try to uh, bring a little bit more education with the fun, um, because I think <laughs> you know some, sometimes you know while this is this is an educational process, I know with the rope games sometimes people sort of lose sight of what they're what they should be learning while doing it uh, that's kind of um, kind of the reverse of you know usually it's everyone's trying to put in uh, more fun into their learning he's putting more learning it, into his fun it, i like exactly that. exactly yeah. but you know um it's it's a very very enjoyable experience and we get to play around with rope which you know sometimes um you know maybe especially japanese style rope mm-hmm. people get a little bit too serious and this is well, i've got a few stories um, on that yeah <laughs> well, i'm it, sure you do there's sure actually you do. What's, just uh, with, with with the whole actually with their the games though um i would I, I, I love his games because for a while it was like uh, he started them at the bound in boston and I, when i was yes, first going yes. the first few that i was going up to and i became sort of like the the assassin for like i think the first three or four bibs because everyone would try and and you know he, part part of the rope gaming thing is you're um, you have to tie the other person and they have to tie you and you take turns and you can't mm-hmm. tie the forearms but you can tie above the elbows and pretty much anything goes and the first time that we did it uh, trial center uh, I was up against trial center and he, he he tries he tries tying my hair in be just off the bat the f- the first rule of trying to get somebody down is never try and tie their hair cuz that's just a little you got to get it right and right be, he was trying to do a, a certain hojo tie did not work out but 
you know, for me, you know, I, I love the term situational negotiation. You do X to me, I do Y to you, you know, and he right. put a little rope around my neck. And I went, okay. So um, I immediately got him into a, a much nastier version of it. And the next, my next turnaround, basically, he tapped out because I was choking him out with the rope. Excellent. You know, uh, I think it was like I forget how many. It was he set me up with D, uh, uh, MD. Uh, uh, oh God, what is his name? Um, uh, uh, MD in the six oh yeah six nine, yeah, whatever yeah yeah, Something um, like that. yeah. Yes, you yes. know uh, he which was funny because he had the perfect tie to take me and it was like well sure if I was cooperating and I just took him out and. I think the last one I did was before I sort of retired from playing his games was with um, oh, what's, uh, Shakespeare's brother. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, no, no, he he goes by um, Shakespeare. Uh, not Shakespeare. What am I saying? Uh, Sherlock Holmes' his brother. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Mycroft, Mycroft, up in Boston. Okay. And my <laughs> Jay goes, and up next, Mycroft Dove, and Mycroft goes like. Oh shit! I'm <laughs> fucked. You know, it ended up actually being a kind of an interesting tie because he's like the only one who actually got my arms in the right position. So I ended up trying to tie him like a basically I looked like a duck. I had like my, my hand arms are pulled back. I just said I ended up I got him. He got me. I ended up like unfortunately my solar plexus got stuck on his knee, and I'm like perched trying to get it just it was hilarious but you know I, I still won but it was like okay i think i'm gonna retire now because yeah, yeah i'm imagining you as a duck right now it was of... fu- well, I, or a penguin actually look more like a penguin okay, after that, nice, but, nice. A penguin. yeah but uh, jay jay's got a, a good class there i mean in terms of i mean people don't realize how much they're actually learning in the class yes, you know I, yes. I do my um uh my class which is sort of similar to his the um uh the riffing with rope class Okay. Which is, you know, where his class is doing uh, games, and there's very little structure of the games. I'm doing mm-hmm. kind of the opposite, where uh, I'm I'm basically playing, um, what the hell, the game with the dots. I want my twister. You're playing twister with twister. everybody. Okay. And it, it's, you know, I will call out a set of arms and limbs to tie, and you have a ridiculously short amount of time to do it in, and I'm standing there making funny jokes and insulting the crap everyone mm-hmm. and nice. you know and oh it's awesome and and getting everybody to you know the idea is to get past yourself take what you do know and use it rather than trying to invent on the fly which takes time i mean it's a hard lesson to learn but you know but right, jay's right. classes do that sort of without actually the you know the structure which is yes nice. yes <laughs> no they're 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 fun i always enjoy them i think uh at shibari Khan, not not this last year but the year before um uh Wickaboo glow won in the hogtie race and uh-huh. i think she was she was the best caterpillar <laughs> well she's okay she's super flexible i mean yeah, she she's I, you're telling me dude you're telling <laughs> me okay I know. I just she. This this is this is that that kind of thing where people talk about um, uh, bondage is you know restricting somebody in bondage, and just if somebody's tied up does not mean they're in any way immobilized. Right. You know, and she's definitely the definition of that. I mean, you can definitely tie her up. Are you going to keep her in one spot? Probably not. <laughs> right. Right. I think I think the only way to keep her in one spot is a, uh, a necropog tie. Um, she'll t- unless the weight it's attached to is really, really, really heavy, she'll take it with her. Right. right. Uh, I've, I've played yeah. that game with her, and I'm like, 
I'm 210. I'm about 220, 210. She's dragging me across the floor. I'm right. like, wow, <laughs> Pitbull. You know. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but um, yes. Anyways, uh, that's the next Jerry mm-hmm. coming up. Um, we probably will be announcing shortly after that uh, who we'd like to come in or what we're doing for the month after. Mm-hmm. Um, what's but, uh, yeah. what's the website? What's the website? The for website is uh, jerseyrope.com, or you could always you know like everything find us on FetLife. Um, the our group is uh, Jersey Ro- Jersey Rope Experiment. Uh, all of it typed out uh and and you can find us there and, use all uh, the letters all the letters well you know nothing nothing um abbreviated with that okay. but but our main website is jerseyrope.com yeah I've, I've actually started using that term use all the letters because i've had uh, uh my website is washi-nawashi yes. and i had somebody actually you know couldn't get in touch with me and it turned out they were abbreviating the website and I'm like, okay, what what, what part of the, were they abbreviating there? Uh, Wushy, it was like it was like they were shortening the washi. They were getting rid of the. It was like, why are you right. doing this? Well, okay. I figured you. I was like, yeah, whatever. It just it, it was one of those things where you sort of look at people and go like, wow, you should return your computer. <laughs> you really should return your computer, please. You know. Well, a, a total non-kink-related story, but sure. um, when, I, when I got my new laptop, um, mm-hmm. I went and picked it up, and there there was a, a like the you know the Geek Squad type guy there, you mm-hmm. know, fixing some lady's computer, and he gave it back to her as a nice new laptop. And then basically, right after it was done, you know, it seemed like as someone who didn't really know much about computers. And afterwards, I was like, oh, what's wrong with the computer? He said, oh, well, when the, when the technicians went out, um, they didn't have. A, you know, a port for the modem. She's on dial-up, and we we didn't even think anybody had that anymore. So we didn't even have a port for it. So I was like, <laughs> okay, dial-up. I'm like, you know, 1990 called. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's dial-up. actually funny. I, I'm uh, just finished uh, a book on uh, Commodore. Actually, the story of Commodore. Uh, mm-hmm. Remember the Amiga and everything. And um, it was actually kind of painful to. Um, to read it actually because I had an I had a uh, uh, hang on a second I just want to look up the title and um, you know I, I you know I had I still actually have my Amiga 2000 um, floating around right and it, seriously it's I, I got rid of the monitor but I still have the uh, uh, that was it on the edge uh, the spectacular rise and fall of Commodore. Uh, <laughs> Apple did not invent the, uh, nor did IBM, the the right. personal computer. And there's been a lot of, there's been a, a number of just, you know, quasi documentary type things on it. You know, claiming Apple did, and they really didn't. Uh, and, and you know, it, it's like it, it's kind of sad because it was a really awesome computer. And you know, people are like, oh no, you're like, you know, living in the past. I'm like, no, no, it was. You know, you had to understand what this thing was capable at the time and even by today's standards. Uh, and, I mean, if anyone's ever seen Babylon 5, you know, the 3D ray tracing was done on that right. back in the 90s. You know, this was... So, you know, don't... <laughs> you know, this is a 16-bit computer acting like, you know, a, a 64-bit computer. Right. The, the main point of this was simply that, you know, reading it and... Um, you know, it's interesting watching our corporate problems we're having these days where, uh, you know, everyone's out of job. Uh, you know, large corporations are making ridiculous amount of money. So they don't care about the product. And here was a machine where it almost presaged today where uh, 
everybody in the you know anyone in charge would be who who actually could do anything were fired because people were looking to make a short you know money right now kind of thing right and, you know it's it's i know it's almost a segue but it's that kind of thing of like uh you know history kind of thing but anyway <laughs> Back, wow. back to where we're, I, I know. I just, I Dove, off, yeah, Dove, I yeah. have to say, you're yeah. totally like nerding out on your podcast. I'm, I, you know something? It's my podcast. I can do that. You know what? But you're stealing the style of many other podcasts on nerd topics. I just want to say, <laughs> I appreciate, you know, they were making nerd podcasts when you know you were three. So I appreciate if you stopped doing that. I, I'm actually stopping now, but uh, <laughs> no, it was just, it was a set, it was a side way. It was going someplace. It, whatever. Yeah. But, no, I understand. But, but that, but I just segued into, you know, stealing styles, which yeah. is, I think, is, oh. you know, which has been talked about in previous Dovecasts, I believe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, what do you, actually, what did you think of the podcast on that? Actually, um, I thought it was good, and I thought it was good having somebody um, not in the New York scene or New York area scene who is not involved. You're referring uh, to Gray, obviously. Gray dancer, yeah. referring to Gray dancer, but <laughs> who is very knowledgeable in rope um, to Just bring sort of a. Uh, uh, a perspective of somebody <laughs> who doesn't know the people involved because you know i think it probably would have been a little bit different conversation if you had you know with me or someone else new, new york city ish based um and uh, i thought it was a good co- podcast and you know um you know I, I i don't know man like anytime anybody says they're stealing something from someone <laughs> else I just, I just look at them like they're crazy unless uh you know they are you know based in japan and and have been tying for 40 to 50 years and then maybe they could say they invented something well yeah well i mean let's face it you you and i both have you know uh, a considerable library of you know books you know yes. japanese yes. non-bad japanese you know uh, on bondage i know actually we we still haven't done a you know i've given you stuff you still owe me some stuff and it's <laughs> um you know, it's that element that in order to learn how to tie, you have to steal. You have to go through stuff. I mean, it's interesting how, how you know, there is a dichotomy within the rope scene, which I'm actually noticing is kind of starting to heal up a little. I mean, uh, I, I've had somebody who, um, I'm not going to say the name, but uh, recently, you know, Offered the olive branch, as it were. I was I was no longer on the shit list, right? And right. and in the end, it turned out we talked, and it, there was a lot of misunderstanding on both sides in many ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of mis I've noticed that there's a lot of misunderstanding on the Wita Japanese side of the rest of everything. And I've actually actually had a conversation with with somebody recently, and uh, they're very big on the Japanese side of. And I won't say their name either because I haven't actually cleared it with them what I'm going to say, but. Uh, in the conversation, we're talking about um, where they came from. You know, they, mm-hmm. they started with rope. They, they actually started doing fetish stuff, and then they saw Japanese bondage, loved it, and then had an opportunity to go to Japan. Right. And I realized something very interesting about almost all of the people I know who come for, or came from that camp. Okay. You know, the ones who were, who would, who would bitch about, you know, Shibari Khan is not really Japanese bondage, blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay. And what I realize is these are people who, and this is not to denigrate them, but they started doing Japanese bondage. Right. You know, they didn't necessarily have a bondage background, you know, a rope bondage background before that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tweeted a little while ago uh, a comment, uh, is there an American Nawashi? And I don't mean it in terms of the Japanese term because I don't want to, you know, no, no imperialism here, no trying to... Uh, to you know, steal any kind of or appropriate anything culturally, but the concept of it is, I, I look at 
you know, myself, Lokai, and a lot of other people who have been tying for years, you know, going back 90s, even before that, people I've met who aren't even in the scene anymore. Um, and what I've noticed is we learned how to tie. You know, we were doing suspensions, we were doing all sorts of things before Japanese bondage really became known in the States, you know, and, and I mean, I say known, not in the sense of, hey, I saw a picture, let me figure this out, but as in, hey, I actually took a, I, I took a class from Osada or I took a class from, uh, uh, you know, uh, Arasugo, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what I've, I've noticed is, it, in at least from the American side, I have no idea what the Japanese think, and it really even doesn't matter, you know, in a sense. But that element that, you know, you've learned one thing. So the other things... Well, they can't be what we're doing, but without understanding that there's a larger, a larger world of rope, so to speak. You know, it's not just you know Japan has a style, and it's a very particular style, and it's a it has a cultural background. Um, the Western styles, I would say, because I'm not sure if you can really say there's any one Western style, although there are lots of different types. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Western styles are very. Um, you know, they've been relearned, redone, uh, and you have a very, uh, a very cultured and I would say cultured actually, bad word there, uh, a very educated I'd say, um, rope, rope uh, uh, hierarchy or or living whatever, a very large amount of people in in the West who have a knowledge of rope, you know, how to how to tie, okay. And Japanese bondage is a subset for them. So it, it's interesting, I thinking that a large part of that friction came out of a certain amount of that, you know, I do this, you do that kind of thing. Whereas I've noticed that people who are from the West seem to be, you know, from the, who are more West-centric, seem to be a lot more accepting of more styles versus being, you know, I'm not sure if the word's purist in a sense. I mean, does, does what I'm saying make any sense? Um, I, I, I guess yes, yes, it makes sense. Um, and and um, you don't have to just agree with me; it's okay. Right? No, 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 no. Don't worry. I, I would tell you if I don't agree. With That's you. true. You have told me called um, me an asshole before, but it's okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, you can call me an asshole in certain circumstances, and you'd be totally correct as well. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, going off what you're saying, sure. um, I, I've approached rope from basically a strictly Japanese. Um, or Japanese-style bondage perspective in that, um, you know, you've been doing rope for way longer than I have. Lokai has as well. And there's, you know, there's many other people, you know, that are very proficient in in Western, I'm sorry, in Japanese rope that, you know, I totally understand as well what you're saying is are also proficient in other styles Mm -hmm. of rope because basically, you know, from what they've studied or how they started and then maybe they got interested in Mm Japanese-style rope, you know, from pre it being inundated in the rope community um and i mean i've been tying for about four years now i guess around that maybe a little bit longer four and a half ish um but basically i came rope japanese style rope bondage was already um in the west and right. i was already big by the time i came into do tying rope mm-hmm. beyond you know just the once in a while, sure. I will, like my first kink experiences well, were, you know, let me just, a little bit would, of, Let me just interject something really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. part, part of the thought process came from, and I realized where it is, is I, had a lot, I used to have a lot of friends who were in, uh, you know, New York martial arts, uh, specifically back during the, uh, 
seventies and seventies okay. uh, and eighties, and I remember a story where a uh, uh, some martial arts. I don't remember it was Chinese or Japanese. Really doesn't matter. But he was a purist, and you know he knew his style, and he was introduced to a somebody who's more uh, uh, street fighting. You know, something like Krav Maga or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what the thing was, but in any case, uh, he, he went up against this other person in a little match, and he kept getting his ass kicked, basically. Right. And his response was, "Oh, I must have slept." You know, it was like there was no acknowledgement that not so much that the other type was superior, but that maybe there's something other than what I have. You know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. And right, right. So, you know, this this is one of the things that, you know, when I guess where my brain's gone with a lot of this is because I've, um, you know, I'm seeing almost the same kind of, uh, uh, or have seen the same kind of fight uh, before from, you know, uh, uh, as the West has taken, you know, has ex- absorbed uh, martial arts, you know, you have the, you know, certain groups from the homeland who have, mm-hmm. or or even uh, local groups who go, well, no, I only know the true way, kind of thing. But anyway, that that was where right. my thought was coming, you know, coming from. I just wanted to throw that. Anyway, right, you, right, you were right. saying so. Back to what you were saying. Right, right. Well, um, yeah, no, no, no. But I think you know the true way is uh is is a good you know they're not being a true way is a, is a good sort of tie into what I was saying. Okay. In that you know I didn't I haven't come from a Western bondage. Um, background at all, and to be perfectly, you know, couldn't tie your shoelace. Well, I mean, yeah, just teasing, I'm teasing, teasing, yeah, you know, I mean, but um, well, I mean, Velcro <laughs> shoes are, are nice, or yeah, Velcro, nice, nice, nice slip on boots are, are good, <laughs> but you know, it, it's um, I, I think there's a difference between saying this is not Japanese style bondage and and saying this is less than Japanese style bondage, mm-hmm. and I, I think you know. I, I'm, I don't think, you know, that it's off basis or, you know, or, you know, you're being, a, you know, elitist if you say this tie, this tie, I'm doing it in a Japanese style. If I did this differently, say, for example, if I do a through the lark's head one, one column tie mm-hmm. rather than some kind of quick release one column tie, I feel I am doing Western style bondage rather than Japanese style bondage. And that's not to say if someone does that, they're doing something not as good as what I'm doing, especially if it makes them happy. That's fine. Sure. We're, doing some, we're doing something equally as valid. But... I do think that sometimes there wants to be there, you know, in the rope community, we want to say, "Oh, we're Westerners. We're doing something that's not from here. We we need to we need to be defensive and 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 you know, uh, attack people who say that maybe you're not doing something that's Japanese style bondage. Now, maybe their intention is to say it's not as good as what they're doing, but I don't think that's always the case. And I think sometimes, especially when you know, it's on the internet and you can't. It's not face to face, or even microphone to microphone, where you could actually talk to somebody and you know have an instant clarification of what well, you're saying. Well, I, I would actually disagree you know? with that on the last part because uh, I mean there there is a study that's been done that shows that mm-hmm. literally you have a fifty fifty chance of understanding what somebody is saying in writing. Okay. And I I'm a firm believer of that because you know I've I've run a few in the past. I've run a few email lists uh, for tests and for other things. Um, and I have a very, I know I have a very, a very, um, stentorian way of writing sometimes. And I've run into the experience of, you know, I, I say something nice and 
uh, people have a dove voice in my head, in their head. Sorry, my head. I always have a dove in voice their right? head, yes, in yes. their head. <laughs> and somebody's got a voice. You know, I'm hearing those voices again. Uh, yeah, uh, but having that voice, and it doesn't matter what I'm trying to say. The dove voice speaks for me, and I, I think that happens um, not just. It, it happens whether what somebody knows you or not, uh, especially right. when well, they don't. Well, I, I, yeah. Dove, I, Dove, I think we're saying the same thing in that mm. someone's misunderstanding what you're trying to say. Well, yeah, writing, but I'm just saying in, right? in terms of okay. in writing, yes. In speaking, yes. not so much. I mean, uh, right. the conversation I had that kind of you know patched a few things over, it was interesting how in one conversation, basically... Uh, you know, everything was understood, whereas, and, and, and absorbed, because nobody, everyone's like, well, we're not yelling at each other, versus, you know, uh, where, where certain riffs had come from on, on a certain email list, okay. where it didn't matter what anybody said, as far as anyone was concerned, the other person was yelling. So, right. you know, th this, is, this is one of the reasons why, when I talk to people, I say, you know, if you're having a problem with what I'm saying, I've got a phone number, you want to call me, let's talk. Right, because right, right. you know, I, that, that I'm just I'm just sort of throwing in there in the terms of like you said, you know, whether it's writing or or spoken, because mm -hmm. when you speak, it, it tone carries so much. I mean, right, right. Uh, and and anyway, going back to what you were saying about uh, you know, so I just wanted to throw that in because it's it's gotten very important to me in regards to how the conversation gets handled, because right. we do have people who are you know they may be very good writers. But they're not very good at communicating, and then on top of which, they're no matter what, they're 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 fighting having one arm tied behind their back, which is the written word. And I don't care right. how good a writer you are, um, it is you, you're still hampered by that fifty-fifty thing. So anyway, you were saying about uh, um, the conversation, what is or isn't? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, just I think you know, um, like like I said that that you know. Even, even I don't think it's always, always the intention of someone to say that you may not be doing Japanese-style bondage, mm -hmm. but that's not good. And that's fine. And, you know, honestly, I am not interested at all to do damsel in distress-style bondage. It's just not <laughs> what I'm into. Okay. But, but if someone else wants to do that, that's fine. And I'm not saying what I do in terms of rope is any better than what they do. It's just what I like to do. And, you know, I think that's sort of that... And that ends up being the problem when, when we're having this, when having a discussion about you know what is and what isn't Japanese style rope or you know where do we get should we get our influences from you sure. know because you know I, I, there's lots of amazing people who do Japanese style rope here in the states there's amazing people who do it in Europe there's amazing people who do it in Japan sure. and you know I think closing off to any of those options is uh is sort of foolish and and not that you know and people could make up their own mind for that if they only want to you know if the only time they're going to learn rope is by you know going and taking lessons from osada steve or mm -hmm. or or uh, hajime in kanoko or or anybody else who does freaking amazing rope and i'm sure there's a hundred <laughs> sure. people who you know you know a hundred you know uh you know rope educators and rope tops in japan mm -hmm. who are amazing and i just don't know of them because i don't have a chance to go there sure. um you know if they, if they just want to learn there that's fine that they could do that but i think there's people who are teaching good stuff here in the states but i also think that by you know going to shibari khan and then maybe taking private lessons from people who you know you think are really really great and then if you have if you have the you know resources and the time to get to japan go to japan and then you could you could decide what is what you want to sort of uh to expand off of and Absolutely. you know 
and like back to uh, stealing someone's style, it's really hilarious to me because you know the <laughs> the the Japanese style of learning, and you know if someone if I'm wrong, please correct me. <laughs> yeah. The Japanese style of learning for many many uh, uh, crafts, which you know, and art forms, which I think rope is both, um, is by look look watching what your sensei does mm-hmm. and stealing it. You know, yeah, well, they've, they've, they've all fucking said it. They've well, said it in books. They've said it yeah. in DVDs. You know, they've said it to people who, you know, speak English, mm-hmm. who communicate back to us. Is It's not, it's, they're not doing a lesson like we do in the West. Right. Well, they it, go, it, they it, watch them do rope, yeah. you know? Well, it's yeah. more, more than just that. They also, uh, if, if you're actually training with somebody, like you are their, you know, their backup while they're uh, tying people up. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get all Japanese and say deshi because that's the term. Okay. Sorry, sorry, go on. Go on. Well, <laughs> deshi is the term for the, the, the follower? Apprentice, apprentice. The apprentice, deshi. Okay, yes. so the deshi, um, the deshi. Everybody, deshi? Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I, but, I, I've, been, I've been playing with a, I'm trying to learn uh, Japanese to a syllabary, so it's like I suddenly get, uh, I, I sorry, where's the stress? Because the problem with English, and this is why we get it so wrong a lot of times, is all Japanese letters have one syllable. That's why it's right. called the syllabary. So when we use our, our our syllables, like when we say the word A, we say A, it's actually A-E. Japanese, yeah. it's E. So A wow. is E. Yeah, so yes. this, this is why when we say it, we blow it, and they're like, what the fuck did you say? Right. You know. <laughs> so, uh, and you called my mother what? So... Anyway, the, what else? Uh, what was I going with this? Oh yeah, the the deshe, uh may or may probably totally mispronounce that now because now I've got oh, it's, a it's, in my oh, head. It's, but, it's fine. It's fine. I know. I, <laughs> coming from you, who cares? Anyway, <laughs> you're not Japanese. <laughs> anyway. So what what I was trying to say was, um, uh, and this goes to the ceiling thing. And this is actually something I find funny, especially when you get a lot of uh, the the Western Japanese learners going. Uh, you can't back engineer the stuff where you part of one of the ways of teaching or a large way of teaching is, you know, master ties. And then he throws what he's tied at the person at his deshe. And that person now learns by untying it. Well, that's, that's reverse engineering. He's not going here. Let me show you how to do it. It's like here, figure it out after I've done, I've I've done it, take it apart. And, And that's reverse engineering, no matter what you do. Right. You know, it's yeah, it's having your hands on. It's not from a photo, but it's still reverse engineering. Well, I think I think something important on that is um, I do agree with you, but um, from I have learned from somebody who might mm-hmm. be one of the people saying something of this matter. In terms <laughs> of, you, you can't yes, reverse engineer. I know who you're talking. Yeah, and and I think I think the thing is that. It's not just. I, I. I think. Well, one, you raised the good point of the. It's not reverse engineering from a photo because you mm-hmm. may not be able to have your hands on it sure. to look at all points of it. I think it. It's a lot of it is. Well, no, it is reverse know, engineering when you see it from a photo. It's just right, right. the, the no, issue no, of reverse engineering saying, being a problem is the thing. Right, right. I'm saying reverse engineering. Via taking apart what was done, mm-hmm. it, you could see all all 360 of it well, sure. first. And I think also is just the the manner of when if you are to touch some if you are you know let's let's say you know if, if i was to untie something you tied you know and i personally i've learned by watching you tie beyond just classes because i'm really that's how i learn that's, sure. how, that's, that's the best way for me to learn move honestly. the mic a little closer to your mouth slightly okay there you go i was, I was okay. you starting to drop a little i just want to make sure we're here sure, so no problem 
Um, but basically, I think the fact is when you're when you're actually touching it, you're also sort of learning what tension yes. is on it, which is a very big one to the to you know to make the rope a more enjoyable experience, but also mm-hmm. towards the safety of it. Um, so you know, I think the you know. I have to agree with you that you know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is this is reverse engineering, but it's reverse engineering of a different sort rather than just watch it than than well, looking at pictures with more and, with and, more information. I mean, you're you're getting right, more feedback. Right. I, although I'll throw something in with with you know, if you've been tying enough, and this goes back to, are you a neophyte going through a, a diagram, or right. do you have a background in tying? I mean, right. uh, one of the things I, I there's a one tie I saw in a. Um, a, uh, a video that I have and it, it, it's a great it gives me all the information I need except for one teeny weeny little piece of information where the tie gets uh, where the wrists get tied into the back okay mm-hmm. and this and the ropes going around the, the top now interestingly enough the same uh, the exact same tie in full is actually inside um, uh, go uh, Arisu goes uh, two books okay okay and it has the answer. Now, it took me a while to like put two and go, oh, wait a minute, I know this tie. Right. But what was interesting is I worked out three solutions to the problem based on what I already knew. Now, interesting enough, two of the solutions actually involved what actually happens. Okay. Um, the only thing I missed, interestingly enough, was the fact, and this is to give you a description of the tie. The mm-hmm. tie is, it's an upper chest... Uh, um, uh, uh, hishi okay. stops at the stops at the waist, right? And then the uh, wrists are tied into the back. Now, the way uh, Go does it, um, the uh, if I remember correctly, I think the actually pause. I want to actually get the book a second. Hang on, okay. Go, go anywhere. Okay. I'll, I'll cut this little part out. So hang on a second. <laughs> no problem. Okay, I'm gonna do a beat. One, two, three. So anyway, the uh, I have the book right here somewhere, and um, you hear me? Yes, you're still here. Okay, Lance. Yep, yep. Gonna, sorry. We're gonna talk as we do it, but okay. uh, is this it? Uh, yes, I think this is it. It's uh, yes. Okay, got it. It's uh, actually. Uh, uh, Kiko Shibari, turtle turtle okay. shelling. Right, okay. right, And the way the gentleman does it in the uh, in the uh, um, oh god, I wish I could remember the name of the guy in the video. But anyway, uh, if anyone's, I'm, I'm sure that somebody, anyone who's who's who has it, any idea we're talking about, it, has it, seen it, this it, video. It, it's actually very, it's around, it's around. But anyway, is is it Nareki? Maybe I think I've seen a video. With I Nareki think it's Nareki. He it's a little video where he, they're in a, uh, a Japanese house, and he's got this one model, does a number of ties on her, and this okay. one he does in front of a door, and then he he ties her into the door spiderweb fashion. Could, could, yeah, I think it's Nareki. I think it's Nareki. Anyway, the 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 whole point of this is uh, when Go does it, he only does one upper rope. In other words, uh, part part of the tie is you tie the rope um, from the wrists mm-hmm. into the back, uh, which is also a diamond tie. Okay. okay, and which was actually the one part I missed because 
it's the only thing in the video that they don't actually really they show it after the fact and it's right. hard to see what's actually there because the knot you know hides things right. but seeing this I go oh okay now I understand exactly what's going on it's a uh, 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 standard he she pattern up the back but where Nuriki does it differently is he brings the rope up through the uh, uh, the diamond pattern in the back then brings it across uh, as if you're going to do a um, a, uh, uh, a standard TK okay and doesn't bring it around the chest but he ties it into the upper bo- upper diamond above the breast and then he brings it around again and does it below the breast okay okay uh, goes book he does it once okay so from where 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 uh, book shows me I now understand how the back actually gets done which was the one thing I missed but interesting enough I did actually get most of how he tied the wrist in and then brought it in as a separate rope mm-hmm. now I've had how many years of time I mean I've I've been publicly tying in the scene since I would say ninety three. For a jillion uh, years. For, uh, yeah, bazillion. Yeah. <laughs> a jillion <laughs> Anderson of years. Yeah, but yes. a jillion years, yeah. And I know when I watched, like you were saying, you were, uh, uh, you've picked up a lot just watching me tie. I remember, was it uh, last year when I was at uh, Shibari Khan and Zamil was there for the first time and I watched him do part of his uh, uh, practice, per- his performance with Mai, uh, Goddess mm-hmm. Mai. And it was gorgeous. And afterwards he said, well, you know, how'd you like it? And I went, I loved it and thank you for the lesson. He was like, what lesson? And I went, well, you did blah, 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 blah. And I just listed off every little thing I saw him do, 90% of which, you know, I didn't remember. You know, I, I, I don't remember. But at the same time, I know that bits and pieces of what he's, he did have filtered into things that I do, you know, simply because the ideas, I, I was picking up the concepts. Right. But, you know, it's the difference between when you throw somebody, you know, who doesn't know anything, watches somebody and goes, well, he just tied it to the left. And I'm like, and like, well, she just totally missed the point. You know, there's a lot more to that. Um, it's like when, uh, you know, and to, to go back to, you know, stealing my style, the gentleman in question said that I was doing a standard, you know, TK. And what I'm doing is I'm not doing anything standard at all. You know, this is, right. you know, this is what I call my version for suspension, which is something that works for me. You know, it's, it, uh, you know, Zamil would probably would probably snort at it, although he seems to like what I do, and uh, uh, I, I'm sure Go would probably just you know titter you know when I wasn't around. But the point of it is, I'm not pretending it's standard. And this guy, you know, this per- the person in question, you know, stealing my style, doesn't even have the chops to recognize what the hell is going on here. It's well, you're doing a TK. Well, not right. exactly. You well, know, what, what's the standard TK? Because I. Think, you know, <laughs> I, I probably do at least like four different ones, and and you know, and I know that there are many other TKs or, or sure. other go- goates that are definitely like oh, yeah. way different than what I do <laughs> for different purposes. So like that, oh, you sure. know, that's that's another statement that sort of shows a, a lack of understanding of it. And you know, mm-hmm. and and the guy in question, you know, he, he's doing what he does, and people enjoy oh, it. Sure. Um, but you, you should know, be happy that they are. I mean, if they're gonna, yeah, if they're gonna well, squeeze. Yeah, uh, it, and that's that's fine, and, and I, I'm glad mm-hmm. people enjoy it. And and in the you know I, I've 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 had interactions with him, and he's a very nice guy. Yeah, well. I just don't know, you know. <laughs> let's not it, let's, let's 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 not go there. I mean, it, it, right, I, right. One thing I've I've learned is, and it, you know, it, it's like, and one of the reasons I've been kind of staying away is is not so much him himself as just. You know, it, it's it's just the attitude. It's it's and it, it ties into a lot of this. I mean, like you just said about the goate, um, 
you know, I, I loved, uh, I have a number of, uh, goes, uh, uh, earlier books, the ones that are Japanese. And I love that you'll have one section, which is wraparound tie, you know, which right. is basically, uh, a number of forms of gote. And there's like, you know, he's got like four go, you know, four different, entirely different ties, <laughs> Under right. the same name because well, that's what gote means. It's a wraparound ties, you know? right? Uh, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying yeah. is, is that it's it. This goes. In, this is a whole nomenclature, you know, right. silliness of you have to understand what's going on, and that, um, you know, in the, in the West we have names for things. There's aren't names for things. It's it looks like, you know, this right. is sort of like, and the, I remember was it uh, there was a. A conversation with Osada on the uh, ARA list quite a number of years mm-hmm. ago. About the, actually, about the same time I I picked up the the Washington Washi name from him, and he uh, was asked, you know, what's the name for this? And he asked, I think Random I, I think it was, and the response was, does it have to have a name? You know, right. it has a name. I don't know. You know, and and Ren, uh, Random I actually did a very interesting article on his uh, blog recently that has was translated through Google Translate. And I, but I love Google Translate for going through <laughs> Japanese. Oh, my God. It's like it's been such an amazing eye-opener in a lot of ways. It's funny at the same time because Japanese is, you know, the, the and this goes back to the whole nomenclature thing and getting language right, that, you know, Jap- the way Japanese is structured is very, old, it's very, old, like, it's like reading old English, you know, in okay. a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, where, you know, so... You know, a great way to get drunk is, uh, and this is almost a weird, it's own weird, no, seriously, uh, ru- there's a website called uh, G-Nose. It's an anime okay. site devoted to nose bondage, Japanese nose bondage. And what's great if you run it through, uh, I used to run it through Babblefish to do this. And then what you do is you, each person has to read paragraphs in a uh, Shakespearean voice. And it's like, <laughs> the Dewey knows as the affluence slowly comes out, as excitement gr- grows. And you're like, what the fuck? And it, it's, it's hilarious. And everyone has to take a drink as they finish a paragraph. Okay. But the whole point of it is he talks about how, uh, in a, very floridly, because the translation is a literal translation. It doesn't understand what he's actually saying. Uh, but you have to read through it. And if you don't really understand what he's talking about, he's basically talking about uh, how a lot of the ties he used to do or does were based on Hojo ties. And that... Right. Maybe possibly they were a little dangerous, and maybe he was a little cat, you know, casual with them when he shouldn't have been, <laughs> you know. But you know, again, this is that language thing of you know what's important, what's not important, what's actually being said. And um, anyway, so I, I, you know, sorry, I just went off on on uh, on Google Translate. I love Google Translate. What can I say? But anyway, you were saying, sorry. <laughs> right. Um, I don't know what I was saying after <laughs> Google Translate, but yeah, you know, the, yeah. yeah. The, we're talking about gotes. We're talking about you know the the right. yeah. Well, I mean, there, there's 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 not one gote, mm-hmm. and you know it, there's not a traditional gote, and every right. single one's different. You know, if you if you want to uh, you know do Yokomura gote, it's very different than what Osada Steve does, mm-hmm. right. and it's actually sort of one one thing that cracks me up a little bit is um, uh, the sort of I I guess I just don't want to say the standard gote that that um, many many like. Uh, Western riggers uh, do that, um, you know, they've seen the scene as trickled down from Masada Steve, that gote is supposed to be for a side suspension. Mm-hmm. And it can be used for many other things, but its specific purpose is for, you know, a yokosori, a sideways mm-hmm. suspension. Yokosori, yeah. And, and um, you know, I think 
I have heard the story of Asada Steve being sort of shocked that it's our go-to use for everything Gote, and I've started to do a different one mm-hmm. based off of, and I started to teach a different one based off of some comments um, from students in terms of um, they found it easier to to um, to do a reverse tension Gote for mm-hmm. the first one, and you know, the, and I, I like the just you know no reverse tension, just go straight through Gote as well. But I've started to teach this one, and actually. Um, I just taught it at tests and when I taught in my class and I think that it sort of was easier for some students because you know you always have a point to go back to right. and then you sort of you know you, you, you lock everything off and you make it very segmented and you start new ropes by tying them to the stem and it's, I, I found it's easier to teach. Sure, um, I can and, understand and, that. Uh, yeah. and, and, I and mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, I was just throwing that with um, and it, would it, see, but I can understand a shock at it and this goes back to what I was saying about um, uh, knowing one style and then being involved in a lot of styles I, I think a lot of the tires I know who have taken up uh, that specific style it's not so much that they're taking it up because they don't know it was for a side but it, it actually does work for a number of different styles it works well for forward right, right. especially because yeah, yeah. the, the extra part he has on the top gives you a little more support on the chest when you have somebody right. lying face down or or uh, uh, in a number of other positions. And what I find very funny about it is, and this goes again towards coming up with your own style, I, I have always hated that, how he has the rope cutting across in the front, so I came up with my own version of it. I had somebody actually asking me where they where I learned that from, and I was like, well, actually... Myself. <laughs> what? Myself, myself. yeah. I well, it myself. It, it, well, the funny thing is, actually, it's it's a variant on something I used to do with uh, Hishis because I didn't like how the rope would pull in on the uh, trapezius on the side. Okay. So I would ma- I would bring the rope up under uh, when I, I start doing the, the back and forth, grab the top of the diamond, pull it across, mm-hmm. come back around the same rope, grab the back, pull it across. So it would now create a square around the neck. Okay. Which would make it more comfortable, and it wouldn't dig. You know, would I mean? Remember, mo- most of these ties have a, a, a hojo background, so they're either supposed to, you know, like they're not supposed to be comfortable over a certain period of time. Right. And this made it more comfortable and a little more, you know, if you tied it tighter. So, what I, you know, this goes into well, my own style. I would say is I I've absorbed a lot of Japanese, and there's a few things I know how to do that are specifically Japanese, but. What I like doing is my own mix and mash because I take what works and what doesn't work, so to speak. But yeah, well, yeah. well off of that that specific that mm-hmm. cross cross in front of the uh, and cross cross in front of the um, on the chest um, yeah. with uh, you know the the size Steve TK. Um, I personally don't like it because when I tie women, I yeah. want to give some kind of extra cleavage. So I like that, you know, the the basic we learned from, you know, uh, Lee, Lee Lee's book and what from Dory's book, you know, back with the, in the standard day. V down the, the center the stand, thing. The standard V. I mean, I do something a little bit different, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. you know to jazz it up a little bit. Sure. But it, but still, like you know, I like that because hey, let's give some extra cleavage. You know, what's sure, wrong with sure. extra cleavage? So, so I'm sort of, right there with you. See, I <laughs> yeah. I, I, I what's funny about that is is uh, again it's it's what is the point of view and what's needed and this goes back to knowing something about rope versus following a style um or thinking the only style that's there uh i've gone away from the 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 front the 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 v in front Mm -hmm. uh unless unless i'm doing something on the ground 
if right. I'm doing uh, if I'm if I'm doing something on the ground and the person is going to be lying on their side, I'll happily do that. If they're going to be on their right. front, I usually don't do it simply because you end up with that rope hitting in the sternum, you know, yes, right yes, right in the yes. chest. And especially in a suspension, I've realized that you know having that one rope there is can be a deal breaker for some people because if it tightens right. up, and especially considering the fact that you're when you're tying it into the back uh, knot at the at the back and the rope's pulling up, you're going to have these basically when you have uh, uh, the rope cutting the uh, the V in the front, the little twist in the front thing. Uh, you end up with this uh, strap arrangement coming across that cuts right into the null trapezius. Right. So this is where my X variant comes in, where what I'm doing is instead of uh, doing the cross, where if you think about it, it's like uh, 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 the way uh, Osada does it, is you're coming up under the, uh, between the the bottom, uh, the bottom, uh, the bottom uh, uh, band, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, cutting cutting up across, uh, making the line back across. You know, so it's cutting up. If you're going from left side to right side, so it's up through there, up to the um, right shoulder, directly across to the left shoulder. Right. Cutting back across, creating an X, and going yes. under, and you have the line across. Yes. My variation on that is um, now I got I have to remember how to do this. Uh, you come up, make a cross, go around the back, go down. Uh, loop behind the uh, uh, through the knot in the back. Uh, come back up. Now you can either do this as a straight V, or I'll, I'll do a um, uh, a loop so that I can open it up as a, as a diamond. Um, come up around to the other sh- uh, back to the other sh- shoulder. So you're coming from the left l- under the left band, same way. Uh, crossing up over the right shoulder down to the middle of the back, then coming up the left shoulder and then cutting across the chest and back down uh, under the uh, the underband. Then what you do is you bring it around to the back, uh, lock it with a wrap, come back around to do almost the same thing, but instead what you do is you go up and you grab, um, if you're coming up from the left, you grab the uh, uh, top part of the X uh, and then go back under, cut across and do the same on the right. And what it does is it pulls that apart and creates a wider uh, space with an X across the chest. So you don't have that one bar going across the front. Mm-hmm. So it opens up the chest. But you still okay. get the support on both sides because it's it's giving you the, the this little sleeve thing. And you can then also, if you want to get fancy, you can create almost a, a, a reverse version of it on the back. But again, this is my weirdness because I went like, yeah. you know, that really annoys me. How can I do that? How can I change this? And I got the experience to do it, so... You, know. you, you you definitely have to show me the next time. And, uh, <laughs> okay. I, I think it's awesome. It's awesome that like for like five ish minutes you, you've been describing a tie to your <laughs> public. At least at least four like, people will probably get what the fuck I was saying. Yeah, they're like they're like. So you do this and what? Huh? <laughs> okay. So, so, but so I know now, you like, would understand definitely. it. You're somebody yes. who would understand it. So you yes. you got kind of what I was saying. Well, yes, I do, but you know, I hope. To, okay, so Dovecast Public, when you see Dove, um, I think I want you to go up to him and describe something visually that you aren't showing him. So maybe I I will actually. Thing. I think I have some uh, a picture of it. I'll probably post it with. I'll, I'll see if I can post it with this uh, awesome. podcast. But it's uh, you know yeah. it 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 you know the visuals help, but it's. I mean, remember we're having the discussion, and you know it's you know, hopefully people get something out of it. But the I guess the point I was making there is I'm using my experience to take something and adapt it, you know, make it right. my own in that sense. Right. And, yeah. you, and you could only do that after a certain amount of time yeah. being It's my style, man. And yeah. you know something? You can steal it. 
<laughs> well, yay! Steal this after, book, man. Yes. Well, like, after being uh, at least proficient in some sense in rope for a while, you could do something like that um, <laughs> rather than, you know, yeah. have to steal someone's style, I guess. You know, somebody, you know, if you was the old saying, always steal from the best. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and it's important. I mean, you, you, like I said, you go to any kind of. Um, any kind of learning, whatever you're learning. I mean, even if you're doing mountain climbing, you have to steal somebody's style because you have to figure out what it is, you know. And you know how do you how do you do a Swiss seat? Um, you know, the Swiss have been doing them for how long? They've also been doing Swiss cheese. Which do you want to climb? What Swiss cheese or uh, a Swiss seat? We'll go with the Swiss seat. Now, you're. I had to go there. You're. <laughs> it's been a, okay, it's been a long okay. day, but yeah, definitely. you know, it, it's that element that uh, you know. Look at who you're learning from. You know, you've learned from me. You've learned. Oh wow, my, my thingy kicked in. Uh, you know, I've learned from you some things. I've learned things from you know Zamil. I've learned things. You know, I, I've always joked that I've never actually had any one mentor because, mm-hmm. in a weird way, I've, I've kind of I've kind of been in a kind of a weird uh, hole in terms of my growth in rope because I'm usually the person who knows more than everybody else. And I'm actually kind of intrigued these days by not being the person who knows everything. And I'm actually happy about that. There are times I I kind of go like, am I actually, do I actually have any relevance? And then people seem to think I do. So I'm okay with that. But you know, it's, it's, you know, you're learning, you're always growing, you're always stealing from other people because it's how you grow. You know, you're, you know, I've got a library of Hosada Steve stuff and the library of, uh, of, um, you know, Garasu, because I respect both both uh, both people, and I respect the style that they're doing, and I respect what they're doing, and I want to learn as much of it as I possibly can. I've got some old uh, uh, randomized stuff, same thing. Right. Uh, you know, I did, hell, I've I've actually tied with with dark glasses on and jeans, and and you know, that was me and Sebastian. Remember that at uh, the old China one? We came yes, I do remember. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, I can't wear the dark glasses because I have because I have normal glasses, so it's very disappointing to me. Well, just close your eyes. It's, you know, okay, put, okay. You put, so it, put on the glasses. You don't have to see what you're doing. I mean, there's that well, whole. Then I'm, then I'm stealing Loki style. That's <laughs> his line devotion series. So man, I'm just screwed. You know, if, you know, after a point, you're sure, so trying hard not to steal anybody. You might as well just go. You like, you know, take up whips or something like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I can steal anybody's style that way. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> eventually, I'm just gonna have to do something so inefficient that it's no one else's style, and uh, <laughs> no one will decide to steal it from me. The 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 ah, I see the the non style the style that nobody wants. There, there's the yeah. perfect style, but you know. Well, I can't. I, you can't even do this. The suspending with one four mil strand because you know you're stealing boss bondage's style. So, oh, sure. man, you know it's it's tough. It's tough life being a. Hey, I, I did. Uh, I used to do breast bondage. Still do it with. Um, a coat thread, and that sucks for some people. But you know, hey, it people. Does, does sound like it sucks. Oh, it's it's awesome. Actually, you should try it. It's it's kind of dangerous because it's it is coat thread. If anyone knows what uh, coat thread is, button thread. It's it's the it's the thread they use uh, to sew buttons on. It's a like a super strong nylon. You can cut somebody with it. It's like it's like freak wire kind of shit. Mm, yeah. And it's very tough, but it's really cool. Like if you tie somebody up where you have the rope, uh, you have the thread cutting across their breasts and it works for you than a guy, a girl, cause it cuts in and you don't have to tie it tight enough. That's going to cut skin, but it gives a cutting sensation. So it, it's kind of cool that way. And it's, you know, it's like I breathe, it hurts. I'm happy with this. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, Hey, sadist. Who's, yeah, who definitely. says you can't hurt people with rope? Uh, 
but in a good way, of course. Right, right. Know, kinder, more sensual. Yeah, not. So, yeah, anyway. Um...